Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. You're listening to The Witching Hour with Zoe Howe on Soho Radio Culture. Welcome, witches, weirdos and walkers between worlds. And you're listening to The Witching Hour on Soho Radio's Culture Channel. I am Zoe Howe and I am going to be with you until midnight uh, this uh, Friday night in the midst of a steamy summer. I'm going to be um, broadcasting to you from my woman cave once again. I'm not back in the studio. I'm still in my own personal lockdown, even if everybody else is going down the pub and the beach and all the rest of it. <laughs> I'm keeping very safe and I hope you are too. Um, and uh, so it's, yeah, it's just going to be me and the music and the moonlight and you. So thank you for tuning in. Um, I hope you're going to enjoy tonight's show. It's an empath special. I've been thinking a lot about um, how quote-unquote these strange times uh, have been um, well they've been affecting everybody let's face it you know it's 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 not been easy on anybody at all but um, just really looking at um, how it's been affecting those of us who identify as empaths people are really talking a lot more about how uh, things really kind of affect empaths especially at the moment and we're getting a lot better at talking about how these difficult kind of energies just sort of affect us uh, in different ways and and it's okay to admit that it's not like you know uh, wimpy or you know you're not trying to make this about yourself because because what you're feeling is is generally to do with how other people are being affected and how distressing you find that and I think a, a lot of people are really feeling it particularly really feeling very exhausted uh, feeling like the kind of the energy of every day is just like kind of wading through treacle I certainly feel that um and just, just having that conversation is really helpful, I think. It's only been the last few years that um, I, for one, have really used the term empath or been particularly aware of it uh, in, in the way that it's used now. And I think we've got a lot better about talking about these things. But just knowing that and understanding that that's who I am um, certainly helps me navigate life much more easily. It helps me to understand myself at least. Uh, and understand why I'm feeling the way I feel. Um, and, you know, I put out a call on social media, which is kind of ironic because <laughs> one of my coping strategies uh, is actually getting off social media. Um, that helps me a lot. So um, having to go back onto it to ask people to contribute to tonight's show uh, about empathy and being an empath and how, how to cope is kind of ironic, I know, uh, but you know, anything for the witching hour. I put the call out and I said, listen, calling all empaths, uh, I want to know your coping strategies for, um, you know, just, just getting through each day, especially when things are so neurotic and the energy is so difficult at the moment, people are really going through so much. Um, and it struck me, I got some wonderful responses, by the way, and I'll be reading them out throughout the show. 
um, and I hope they help you. Um, they've certainly um, been really interesting for me to read. Uh, and it's been also, it's, it's been great to see some patterns forming, but more on that later. But it did strike me that, um, that maybe some of the people, a very small minority, but uh, <laughs> it stood out, um, possibly didn't understand the word empath and what that really means. And there was a sense that maybe it kind of uh, means someone who just sort of sits around feeling sorry for themselves. And, you know, of course, feeling sorry for yourself. That's actually, well, you know, we all do it, don't we? But probably closer to a narcissistic trait rather than uh, rather than an empathic one, because the whole point, you know, of, of being an empath is, you know, we, we we feel things very deeply on behalf of other people. We tune into what other people are feeling, and uh, for better or worse. So it's an opportunity to kind of look at what what being an empath really means, and also how we can connect with each other, uh, how we can sort of help each other through, and just sort of remember that we're not alone, and it's it's normal and beautiful to feel these things, but it's not easy. So. I'm going to be sharing some of the, uh, the the fantastic coping strategies that people have shared for this show. So thank you, everybody who got in touch. And uh, of course, as always, this show is going to be full of rock and roll to soothe your soul and balm your psyche. Uh, and uh, I'm going to kick off with a song that really encapsulates the mood and the modus operandi of tonight's show. It is John Lennon with Whatever Gets You Through the Night. beautiful and moving Nadine Curry there with her cover of Tomorrow it just came out this week uh, and is accompanied by a really beautiful video on YouTube um, which is made up of clips from fans sent in from all over the world from Washington to Porto from Berlin to Beirut so especially poignant at this particular time given everything that's just been happening in the Lebanon Um, so I urge you to go and take a look at that and also check out uh, Nadine's um, work on Bandcamp as well. Before that, John Lennon from the 1974 album Walls and Bridges. Whatever gets you through the night couldn't be more appropriate for the uh, for the theme of this evening's show, which is all about well, getting each other through, being empathic, being an empath, and everything that means, good and bad. I'm here for you, baby. I'm with you. I'm going to play another song by Morrissey, a divisive character indeed. Uh, can't say I, uh, <laughs> I'm on board with his politics, but I am on board for this song, and uh, it does contain some very good advice for the empaths among us. from the album Strung Out in Heaven. I just love the kind of lazy drums and the organ and the vocal and just everything about that song. Uh, and before that, uh, Mariam the Believer with Blood Donation from the album of the same name. Mariam, I think, is a hugely underrated uh, singer-songwriter from Sweden. She's fantastic. She's a force of nature live. If you get the opportunity to see her performing, or, or anyone performing, frankly, at the moment, that would be, that would be a, a fine thing indeed. But no, she really is very special. 
As promised, I'm now going to share with you um, some of the fine suggestions uh, that have come in with some very good coping strategies and some quite funny ones as well. I've heard from Carmen Ross on Instagram. She said uh, she suggested the Zen art of order and cleanliness in the home. It's not for everyone, but for those it works for, it's great. Um, and I, I would agree with that. Not that I'm massively house proud, but um, you know, certainly from the point of view of being a bit of a fan of feng shui and and how that can definitely affect the energy in the home and and your mental state. It's it's hugely important and uh, not to be underestimated. Uh, Sophia Cox says nature and noticing things mostly in nature. I would absolutely agree. Nature is everything (laughs) really. Um, And I love that people have been connecting with nature more uh, through lockdown. Uh, She says where life loses its velocity and multiple quick stimuli, it's possible to be still and delve much deeper. Personally, she says I love observing and photographing birds and have really developed an understanding of them during the pandemic. This could also be symbolic as they represent my lost freedom. That is such a good point, Sophia. Thank you for contributing to this conversation. Um, The artist Cathy Ward has been in touch. Always lovely to hear from her. And she says that uh, the biggest problem she has is accepting her condition, which she has ME. Um, After the many years that I've had it, maybe it's easier in winter to stay in bed for the vital battery recharge. Uh, But she says that growing a garden has really helped. So we're back to nature again. Um, She's nurtured a community of wildlife over the past 13 years in her um, central London abode. Um, And uh, she says it's important to see progress, whatever you do, in a day. It's affirming and positive that things will get better with health and hope is vital. Uh, Jane Woollett has been in touch. She's also built a pond um, with plants and newts and all sorts of small creatures somewhere between uh, Derek Jarman's Dundoness and a grotto. That sounds absolutely perfect. And I think, you know, one of the things that's really just keeps coming up with everyone's suggestions is is being in nature. Um, And I certainly have been spending a lot more time, even more time, because I go a lot, um, in forests and woods and because I feel safe there in lots of ways, not least because it's easy to do social distancing. Um, But I I love being there. It, It just allows you a bit of a chance to be still and just to connect with the trees and just the energy around you. Um, and and absorb the good old green ray, the healing green ray. Well, you know, we, we need it now more than ever uh, for all sorts of reasons. Uh, and now a fabulous, if I do say so myself, a fabulous link, uh, accidental I must say, but uh, of course there are no accidents as we all know. Uh, but talking of the green ray and green magic, um, I wanted to mention Peter Green, uh, who recently passed away um, he, he lived just over the way from me, actually, just over the water uh, on Canvey Island. Um, I believe he still lived there, but uh, I can totally understand why he came down to the Thames Estuary area. It's very healing. You know, we've got some beautiful, uh, um, obviously, landscape and the atmosphere and just uh, people are very warm, especially on Canvey. Um, so I can sort of understand why he made that move um, because he's a troubled soul, bless his heart. Um, but I wanted to pay tribute to him. Uh, my dad first introduced me to Peter Green's Fleetwood Mac uh, and Buckingham Nick's Fleetwood Mac uh, when I was really small. And um, th- I just thought the music and the songwriting was so powerful. Um, I could just do a whole show on Peter Green. But anyway, I'm going to play this song, which seems particularly poignant at this time where he's passed over and is now at peace. It's Man of the World.
a tremendous song reaching out Kate Bush from the Sensual World album and before that uh, Peter Green's Fleetwood Mac with Man of the World such a moving song and I am reaching out to you dear listener through the Soho Radio airwaves uh, and, and all you empaths out there uh, I am with you I, you are not alone and uh, we, we hope to bring you lots of good vibes through the night uh, if you're finding it difficult uh, you know we're, we're right here with music and stories to distract you. And talking of stories, I want to go back to uh, my lovely empaths and chums who have been in touch um, with their suggestions for for, for coping strategies. I've heard from uh, Jan Simon, who says, sitting in the shade of my new gazebo, contemplating how to transform the garden. That sounds like a really good idea and uh, and a beautiful focus. Uh, Daryl Eastley has um, (laughs) said that his, his coping strategy is moaning. If it's moaning on behalf of others, then... You can definitely uh, qualify in the uh, Empath Olympics, I think. Um, who else have I not read? We've got Jesse Diss. Uh, he said that his his strategy has been uh, uh, drinking alcohol, which has actually made things worse, which is um, not really a strategy, is it, he says. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I think there's a lot to be said for actually feeling like you have to numb your senses sometimes. It's, it's all so raw. I can completely relate to that. I think a lot of us have been doing that, maybe consciously or not self-anesthetizing uh, it's just a case of kind of trying to keep that in balance and um, making sure we don't inadvertently amplify the the kind of dark feelings that can uh, that can come um, over on Facebook um, Philippe Massard has got back to me with a very lovely message saying reading my book Rock and Roll Gentleman which is the biography of Lee Brillo if you didn't know uh, another Canvey reference um Reading Rock and Roll Gentleman for the third time is my great escape and much appreciated, Philippe. I'm very glad that uh, that, that Rock and Roll Gentleman can bring some diversion. I, th- I often think, what would Lee Brillo make of all this? I have to say, as I know I'm not the only one. <laughs> um, Kate Leighty um, has a wonderful suggestion. She says, when despair creeps up, make something. Write, draw, paint, bake. Creating something new builds hope against the tide of losses. The act of creating shifts your brain from endless loops of fear or despair. Making is magic. Couldn't agree more. And creativity is a fantastic way of working working things out and working out our feelings about what's happening around us and within us and, 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 and what's affecting the people we love. Not to mention even people we don't even know, just, just people that we know are being affected in really dramatic ways. Bernadette Carner has suggested gardening, handcrafting, baking repetitive work with visible results to share with friends and Ian Bourne has said whilst drawing has always been a buffer for my day job and social care I've recently been writing a story with illustrations this enables me to enter a place away from day-to-day restrictions and I find great comfort in that I think these are all brilliant suggestions and they make total sense to me I think drawing on our creativity and self-expression not trying to kind of push down what we're feeling uh, and being in nature always. I'm going to share my own coping strategies a little bit later uh, in the show, but I'm going to play another song first. With all this talk of self-anesthetizing, I think it seems like a very good time to play Eels with Novocaine for the soul. The 
just those beautiful harmonies are just medicine to me. Fleetwood Mac, Buckingham Knicks era this time. That was from the album Rumours, with Never Going Back Again and before that Novocaine for the Soul. Both songs that I think all sensitives can relate to and uh, and get something out of. They're just fantastic, gorgeous and lyrically absolutely on point. Uh, 15 minutes to midnight and I've still got so much more I want to play. Um, I realise I haven't actually shared my own um, empathic coping strategies yet. In many cases, they are pretty much syncing up with what uh, yours are as well. But also, I'm a big fan of aromatherapy, oils and scent, and the use of scent as a a state changer, if you like, um, whether physically, mentally or spiritually. Uh, They are incredible tools, and I would urge you, if you're interested, to Invest in Valerie Ann Warwood's books, The Fragrant Pharmacy, The Fragrant Mind and The Fragrant Heavens. They are fabulous to read and wonderful resources. There'll be oils, essential oils that you chime with in particular. For me, you know, non-negotiable really is is rose and benzoin. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but I think you know the one I mean. They're very, very comforting. And uh, even if I'm not making a blend or burning them or anything like that, just to inhale a few lungfuls of rose oil or a benzoin uh, before bed or or first thing in the morning. It really does change my state, my mental state, and it uh, changes the kind of dreams I have. I have absolutely wild, mad dreams, and when I remember to inhale a few lungfuls of rose, they're much calmer, much more positive, so that is a big one for me. Another thing that you can do with these oils is as you're breathing them in, uh, imagining the corresponding colour ray. So for, you know, for example, with rose oil, as I breathe it in, I like to visualise sparkling rose red or sparkling pink just suffusing my whole being and surrounding me, um, just creating this big kind of egg of protection through which nothing uh, can penetrate unless it's for my highest good, you know, something just totally positive. Um, that is a really nice thing to do before you go to sleep or before you, you know, go to a meeting with someone who maybe makes you feel uncomfortable or any situation like that where you feel like you need a bit of a confidence boost and just to feel like you consciously want to feel shielded psychologically. I mean, that is a really powerful thing that you can do. I've got yet more great advice from my, uh, from, from, from some Twitter empaths this time. Uh, first of all, from Ed Mitchell, uh, who is also, uh, he has a fantastic uh, show on Feedback Radio, also on Friday nights, every Friday night, and also repeated on Saturdays. Um, thankfully, does not clash time-wise with The Witching Hour, so you can catch both shows. It's called The Boss Reggae Show, and it's fantastic. Mustn't miss it. Anyway, back to Ed's advice. Uh, he is definitely um, an empath and, and, and a wonderful soul, and he has this to say. For me, it's being best mates with a dog, seeing how happy, safe and loved our chihuahua Elvis feels, and is obvious to see, makes me feel good too. I think dogs win at life, he continues, because they live in the now, don't hold grudges and find joy in the simplest of things. I think that is absolutely perfect. I always feel so much happier when I just you know if I'm feeling blue or something's happened or just anyway you know anytime just spending some time with my cat just cuddling up with her she is pure innocence pure love pure joy they give us so much and and so much healing so uh, I concur Ed couldn't agree with you more and he sent a beautiful picture of uh, of Elvis chilling out as as well he should (laughs) so thanks for that Ed um Lindsay Powell again 
Music plays a massive part for me, she says, also spending time with my cats or alone with nature. Lindsay, we are kindred spirits. She also mentions comfort reading and comfort watching. Yeah, I love rereading books, books that are like old friends that I know uh, are going to lift me up or at least not drag me down. You know, these things are really important. It, it, it's so easy for our energy to get just pulled around. If you are sensitive, you're going to know that already. You know, it's, it's seriously um, a thing. You've got to really watch your cultural diet. It, it matters, you know, the, the programs we watch, the, the movies, the news, the books, everything. We, we have to really watch it. Yes, it's a bit of a ball ache, but, <laughs> but it's worth it if we want to feel okay because it's very easy to go down a bit of a spiral. Um, she Beat Music has been in touch, aka my pal Jody up in Liverpool. Um, she yep spot on music sleep and news management she says well said i mean i really used to think that everybody felt the way we sensitives do we empaths do now i realize not so much you know there's a lot of a lot of you out there are kind of lucky enough to just be able to sit in front of a a, a scary movie say or, or or the news and and acknowledge stuff is happening that you wouldn't want to happen but not feel physical pain or you know a, a dragging sensation in your heart on behalf of someone else or, or or sort of feel deeply kind of disturbed by things that happen to uh, people who have been dead for hundreds of years you know people throughout time and space we feel these things um, as if they're happening to us and that is actually you know that's that's not everyone so we do have to be I'm not saying oh aren't we special but we do have to watch what goes in and who we spend time with. And that can be awkward because, you know, if you've got a family member who brings out the worst in you or, or just sort of behaves in a toxic manner that makes you feel physically ill, and that is, that's, that's real. We might not want to admit that because we would feel bad about it, but it's, it's true, it happens. That's very awkward, but we just have to find ways to shield ourselves. We have to find ways to consciously just, you know, literally brush it off. Brush off someone else's presence from your aura if you have to, just physically like you're brushing off your, your clothes. Um, and, and that alone is a little symbol uh, and a signal to your spirit and your psyche to say, you know, I'm not having that. That's not staying with me. <laughs> That's not mine. Um, those little tricks and tips are really important. Um and if you go to a party or if you're in a place that just, I don't know, something doesn't feel right, you're allowed to leave. You're allowed to just get, you know, get out of there. If it's not right for you, there's nothing more important. And you're not going to be any good to anybody if you're drained. And, you know, that kind of thing just, it can blow holes in, <laughs> in your aura. So just remove yourself from situations. Don't let guilt get the better of you. Don't make you feel, you know, we've, a lot of us have been brought up to be people pleasers. Just like put that out of the window. Have some, have manners, obviously, but it doesn't mean that you have to stick around in a situation that is really making you feel dark. Now I'm going to read you a little poem about empathy. Uh, we've, we've been talking a lot about, oh, you know, isn't it, oh, it's exhausting being an empath and oh my God, haven't really maxed out on some of the beautiful qualities of being an empath and there are so many. This poem is by George Eliot and it's just called Empathy. Oh the comfort, the inexpressible comfort of feeling safe with a person, having neither to weight thoughts nor measure words but pouring them all right out just as they are, chaff and grain together, certain that a faithful hand will take and sift them, keep what is worth keeping 
and with the breath of kindness blow the rest away. I think that is just gorgeous, that poem, and it really illustrates the gifts of the empath. You'll certainly never find a better listener or a more loyal friend. Just make sure you're kind to the empath in your life because uh, we feel things deeply, we're super sensitive, and if we decide that your behaviour is, uh, you know, on the toxic side... (laughs) We're going to just want to cut you out of our lives fairly swiftly for our own health, or we should do anyway. It certainly took me long enough to learn that, and uh, it's something I have in more recent years become a lot better at. So empaths, my dears, if someone betrays you, betrays your trust, steals your work, rips you off, does whatever, you know, does something that's going to hurt your feelings and knows it, don't try to explain why their behavior is toxic because they won't understand and they'll gaslight you most probably just move on move away run far run fast dear empath Uh, it's it's a tough one because our first instinct is always to sort of try and love the person more but it doesn't always work out that way um so just just protect yourself i suppose um is my advice to you this is a song that I'm sure you'll be able to relate to. I certainly do. It's just another nervous wreck by Supertramp. But don't worry, I am going to follow it up with a, with a track that is just pure comfort. I'm feeling so 